today on the Bullock Sports Show, we'll look back on one of the most magical moments in San Francisco Giants franchise history. Ten years ago, on June 13th, 2012, we witnessed history when Matt Cain threw the first perfect game in Giants franchise history. This is one of my favorite baseball moments as a diehard San Francisco Giants fan and baseball fan in general. This was a moment that I'll never forget. I've watched this particular game on TV like five times because I watched it the first time when it happened and that was unbelievable. But especially during 2012 when the Giants won the World Series, they had a lot of classic games on NBC Sports and this game by Matt Cain was on TV like all the time. Like you could turn on a TV random and like, oh, Matt Cain's perfect game is on TV. And then you'll watch it or like regale about it. Like, oh, did you see that perfect game again? It was on Comcast. Oh, so great. Well, I'm going to talk about this magical pitching performance. And I found an awesome article, too, that's going to really bring this art, um, event home. And I got to give credit to Andrew Baggerly. He wrote an article called Matt Kane's Perfect Game Was 10 Years Ago. Here are 10 things. You might have forgotten. So he gives 10 uh, things that transpired during, prior, and after the game that you might have forgotten. And a lot of these I did not know or also had forgotten as well. So definitely it was an important article to read before this. So now I'm going to get to the game itself about Matt Cain's perfect game. So let's begin with that. So coming into this game on June 13th, the San Francisco Giants came in with a record of 35 and 27. Their opponents, the Houston Astros, came in at 26 and 35. And this was before the Astros um, moved to the American League and joined the AL West. So at this time, they were still in the National League Central, where there were six teams in the division. This was the last year the Astros were in the NL uh, Central. So at this time, the Giants would have faced the Astros six times or seven during the season, whereas now they only face them every couple of years during interleague play. And the Astros came in below 500. N not the worst team in the league at the point, but not the greatest either, just middle of the road. Giants came in with around 10 games above 500, and this is the year the Giants did, in fact, win the World Series, sweeping the Detroit Tigers, who had Miguel Cabrera, Prince Fielder, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer uh, on that squad, and they swept him. And this is the year you'll remember that Pablo Sandoval was named World Series MVP, one of the greatest offensive performances in World Series history. The Panda took charge and his performance will also not be forgotten. But let's circle back to Matt Cain because this is his moment, not Pablo Sandoval's. So I'll go with the box score first. I'll do the lineups. And then I'll mention the most important moments of the game and just give my final thoughts on it and 
why it was such an amazing and unforeseen moment. So first, for the lineups, first for the visiting Houston Astros. It's funny, this was 10 years ago, but a lot of these guys are still in the major leagues today. First, we have leading off center fielder Jordan Schaefer. Utility outfielder, can play all three outfield positions. Decent bat, decent player. Bat in second, second baseman. At the time, he was one of my favorite players in baseball. I loved this man. He was a story that was unbelievable. Man, five foot five, rose from the minor leagues, made professional baseball, became a fantastic contact hitter, all-star appearances. But now you either love him or you hate him. And that is Jose Altuve. Next, Battingford, shortstop, former Oakland A for Boston Red Sox. He's been all over. Talented bat, good shortstop, Jed Lowry. Batting fourth, left fielder, currently on the Red Sox. Hits home runs like all the time, J.D. Martinez. Batting fifth, first baseman, Brett Wallace. Batting sixth, third baseman, Chris Johnson. Batting seventh, Right fielder, Brian Bogosevich. Batting eighth, catcher, Chris Snyder. And batting ninth, pitcher, J.A. Happ. That is the Astros starting lineup. Now for the San Francisco Giants starting lineup. First leading off, right fielder, Gregor Blanco. Thank goodness he started this game because we'll get to it later, but he had one of the most important Catches in the whole game. He saved the perfect game by Matt Kane. Batting second. Second baseman, Ryan Terrio. Batting third. Left fielder, the milkman, Milky Cabrera. Batting fourth, catcher, one of the best ever, Buster Posey. Batting fifth, center fielder, Angel Pagan. Batting sixth, the panda, Pablo Sandoval batting 7th, first baseman, still on the Giants currently, just like Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, batting 8th, shortstop, Joaquin Arias, and finally batting 9th pitcher, Matt Keane. That is this lineup for the Giants. And coming into this game, Matt Kane had a good ERA coming in. High twos. His record was really good at 7-2. He'd been pitching strong in his first 12 starts. Kane had been pitching very well. And this was actually not the first perfect game of the year. There had been one by Philip Pumba of the White Sox a few months prior. And this year there actually was three perfect games in the season. And fun fact... The last perfect game of 2012, which was done by Felix Hernandez for the Mariners. Last one that has happened in baseball. There has not been a perfect game in 10 years. So for the game itself, the most important things you need to know, Matt Cain was on fire. He had a career high in strikeouts with 14. He was 
having very few high counts, was not close to walking people. Kane was on a roll. 14 strikeouts, and as with all perfect games and no hitters, there are no defensive plays that you need to know. Like These would save the game. There are two that must be discussed. First, there was a play by Milky Cabrera in the outfield. The ball was hit in the sixth inning, deep to left field, and Milky Cabrera had a fantastic catch, catching it up the wall to save the perfect game at that point. Another one that's the most famous of all was in the seventh inning when Gregor Blanco made a diving catch right center field to save the perfect game. And those are the two most important plays of the whole game. And this overall was an unbelievable experience and one that Matt Cain will never forget, I'll never forget. And it was such a defining moment of the Giants 2012 season with the perfect game and then marching through the playoffs and winning the World Series. So we have the perfect game at the beginning of the season and then the World Series to end it. So definitely the best year for the Giants, in my opinion, in a while. And now I want to discuss Andrew Bagley, 10 moments he discusses that we probably forgot. So first, Matt Cain did not have a typical pregame routine. You may ask, what do they mean by this? Well, this was during close to the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open was at Pebble Beach that year. They had arranged for Dustin Johnson to go to AT&T Park. I know it's now called Oracle Park, which is a crap name, but let's call it AT&T Park then. And Dustin Johnson, the pro golfer, came, and Matt came, according to this, loves golf, so he wanted to use the club and tee off into the water before a game, and he was allowed, so he had a great time. Second, Matt Kane nearly threw a perfect game earlier in the year. And Matt Kane's record is only 104-118. He had a 69-73 entering 2012 season, but his record should have been far better. But the problem with most Giants teams, once Barry Bonds left with the Giants' offense struggle to score. So Matt Cain was of Tim Lincecum and Sanchez, all those guys. The offense was stuck in park. So Matt Cain would go seven innings, one run, and this team scored zero. So that's why his record is only 104-118. Should have been far better. But in 2012, he was fantastic. His ERA was great. 2.79 that season. He was the all-star starter for the National League. And the moment that he almost for a perfect game earlier that season was against the Pirates on April 14th. He struck out 11, and he only had one hit in the sixth inning, which was a pitcher. James McDonald had a weak single that ended the perfect game, but McCain could have had two in theory if this one had gone. Third, Schaefer's deep fly ball was not the only call. Um, one thing is important to know was that even Kane had forgotten this part before he sat down and watched the game last week. 
He needed more than Blanco's help in the seventh inning to retire Schaefer. He needed the umpire Mike Musinski in the fourth inning as well. Because Schaefer worked a 10-pitch at bat in the fourth inning that included five two-strike fouls, and he did end up striking out. But there were some plays that were close calls. For example, one hit the ball, and it's hard to tell if it was foul or fair, but it was called foul, thank goodness. And if that one was not called foul, that definitely would have changed the whole entire game. There would have been no perfect game. Fourth, um, extra angel in the outfield. This was when Mel Cabrera had the fantastic catch. He caught Chris Snyder's drive, and that one was just as important as Gregor Blanco's catch as well. Fifth, Brandon Belt made a very big faux pas. This one I had forgotten, but this definitely was a faux pas as a baseball player. He sat in Matt Cain's spot in the dugout. Big mistake. And Brandon Belt, quote, said, Kaner just stopped and stared at me, said Belt, recalling the moment his eyes grew wide of panic. Yeah, I guess everything was okay until I sat in his seat. This was a prime violation of baseball superstition. Yep, that is. Pitchers of no-hitters sit at one end dugout with no one near them. And that's true. All perfect game or no-hitters, pitchers always sit alone. So Banner Belt had to leave. Six, the plate umpire had to be perfect too, which is true. As perfect uh, umpire, you needed to make sure there were no walks. You had to call the strikeouts. You had to call the right calls, which the umpire did. Seven, Bruce Bochy had a hit and reliever warming up. There was a reliever who was in a cage hidden away. No one could see them. And Bochy, quote, said, I'll be honest, we had someone ready. You couldn't see him, but he was ready. It was right fielder or hander Shane Lowe. And according to Bruce Bochy, if Matt Cain allowed a hit, Lowe would have entered immediately because the game was 10-0 at that point. Eight, Kane's 14 strikeouts matched Sandy Koufax. Kane had never struck out more than 12 in a game, but he had special stuff that day and special command, and he threw first pitch strikes to 19 of 27 batters. 9. Bruce Bochy made all the right moves. For defensive purposes, he took Pablo Sandoval out, put Rand Crawford at shortstop and moved Joaquin Ares to third. And even before that, he substituted Emil Burris to second for Ryan Tirio. These moves were fantastic because later, J.D. Martinez hit a slow roll of the Arias charge and threw actually on the run, a play Sandoval might not have made, which as a fan of Sandoval, probably would have said, yeah, he's too big. He probably would have not have made it. And then later, Brent Crawford had an excellent catch with a clean transfer on a tricky hop. So those were definitely two plays that putting in better defensive players was the right call. And then the last one, number 10, Andrew Bagley states, a perfect game is still so rare. There are three perfect games in 2012, Matt Cain, Felix Hernandez, and Philip Humba, but there's not been one since. There have been many no-hitters over the past years. There have been... 38 of them since Hernandez's perfecto, but no perfect games since then. Only 23 perfect games in Major League history. And this was just a fantastic moment for me. I'll never forget it. 
and Matt Cain, though he doesn't in the spotlight of the media anymore, he's not involved in baseball besides with his wife and kids and golf and just retired, relaxing at home, unlike some major leaguers who become analysts or coaches. But this is one that this is 10 out of 10. Gem of performance by the horse, Matt Kane. So that concludes this fun discussion of 10 years ago, Matt Kane's perfect game. I wanted to look back on history of this magical night and just go over it, just like I did a couple, maybe a year ago for Tim Lincecum. I want to talk about Matt Kane. So thank you for listening to this. Hey everyone, welcome to the final part of our episode 100 extravaganza here on Bulldog Sports Show. We started off with a bane, we're going to end with an explosion as well. We have been very excited and thrilled to continue episode 100, and now we've reached the conclusion, which will go as falls. We'll begin with a excellent discussion, variety of topics. Don't want to spoil it till we get to it. Then we'll discuss the Chicago Sky, Chicago Red Stars, and conclude with Chicago White Sox talk. All right, hey, how's it going? It's been quite a a little while. I was doing some some a uh, little bit of backtracking and. It feels like a whole month that I have been on air, and as far we, so far we've had recent memory uh, bonus episode, which you can listen back to. CJ Hawk did solo, and that was um, he did some recaps on the Red Stars. Yeah, that's the Red Stars and Fire. Yeah, that was like at the end of May. That's the last Correct. segment we've done on Bulldog Sports Show. Very true, and so it really has. So yeah, I'm still DJ Benny the Bull. We're currently live on Twitch, and to see you know our extended fam friends um, still tuning in here. I know we went over <laughs> the time that we wanted to begin, but yes, we are live. And yeah, to put a bow on 100. This is our biggest one yet. And so just wanted to thank everyone for supporting this program. I know this is, um, has been a long journey uh, through to get to this far. Uh, and a lot of people are clamoring to see what we will uh, do you know in the future so to get to this point is is really cool yeah it's been a very long and fulfilling journey since we began the blog sports show back in december 2019 we have had many guests of many different sports and 
mental health and music backgrounds. We have changed up our segments loads of times. We've had segments from the past that feel like years ago that we used to do, like the news ones we would do. It's like five important topics. We used to do that and like many different things. <laughs> but now I like where the Bulldog Sports Show is. So that's positive. We evolve. And so adapted evolved. Yeah. It's always it's always um very fun to go over all the teams that we do. We do focus on Chicago sports as you know, um, and emphasize sports all around the world. Um, sports that I played, some that don't get the limelight, if you will. So um, some of them actually do come up as, you know, top listens. <laughs> um, so you never know. And there are some, like, hot uh, sports that, that you know, the listeners really like. So, for example, um, with the Blackhawks. Yep. Um, usually when we do recaps for those. Uh, let's see, Red Stars is one bears yeah bears is always pretty big and then our not matt forte forte um the bulls um that's number one that's what we started on and we of course will continue with that now it's in the postseason and we will eventually uh, talk um in this this episode about the nba finals since that is currently ongoing we'll definitely have your recaps gonna give our thoughts from game one oh yeah through five that'll definitely probably one be, through three that'll probably yeah. be 101 <laughs> yeah or 102 one of those yeah not this one because that yeah. would be too much yeah it'll be good to uh do a half it is a good idea to do one from 101 to 102 so yeah we have that but we will be um, discussing. Um, yeah, let's 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 take them through. Um, we're gonna be discussing further in this episode. Uh, bringing back a legend spotlight. This time on two NBA legends. First, Sam Cassell. He is a Rockets Timberwolves legend, and second, former Bull. And multiple times six man of the year, Jamal Crawford, who recently retired. I know it's been a month or two since we even said his name, but yes, we will be sh- uh, shining a spotlight on him and really give everyone a glimpse into like the like underappreciated like players, the ones that ESPN and even TNT will not a do a documentary on nope. as they did with our first ever spotlight Muggsy Bogues nor will they even talk about them or bring up despite them being um, amazing players and uh, legends in their own right so yeah further in the episode you'll hear about them and we'll, we'll be um, looking for, for more um, looking out for more th- tidbits um things to fun things to discuss about them um along with that like i said we 
have went to quite a few games um, since we last uh, been together. Uh, oh, loads. Yeah, yeah we, we went to, uh, you know, here and there. Went to the White Sox. We went to a White Stars game again. Fire. Sky. Sky for the first time ever. Yep. And so far, we've been to two to two Sky games. I, at, I think we did the one trust. Sky game yeah. art before we had stopped recording, so I think we've already talked about one. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, so we, 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 uh, we broke that. We went to the second one. We're still <laughs> waiting to see what... Um, usually when the first-timer, first game, you're, you get a... Some sort of prize or, oh yeah, um, of sorts when you go up there. So we didn't see that they they had that. Like usually, we clearly see it when you're at the ballpark, <laughs> such as at um, Guaranteed Rate Field for the White Sox. So we see was it with that. One thing I will say is that the um, that we discussed that the um, the food at at the Sky Games is really good. Uh, I think we did. They have the Skybird combo there, which I recommend because it's fun. And but for someone who's like, I only want cheapo, then I guess I would not recommend it. Yeah. But it's, it's good for what to get. It's good. It comes with uh, like chips, drink, and yeah, the, the chicken sandwich, whatever, which is good. You keep it right at twenty dollars. Yeah, nothing past that. Like that, and that's in like if you add on a drink to. So, no, it's good price. Everyone, yeah, it's very, fun at least. Very good. And gets people talking about the sky, which is this is good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so from from twenty five, fifty, seventy five, here we are. We're wrapping up the hundredth episode. It's great to celebrate with everyone and you know Twitch family. Um, I know Freak Fam. You know could be, be tuning in. Um, amazing communities that I've been part of outside of, you know, my my friend circles, like, you know, lots of them, um, you know, it's really like a worldwide like community and um, not only with the pod, but, you know, Twitch is also um, part of that too. So as we're on live, just want to shout them out. And I'm sure we, we get like people wondering like, oh, why do you, we do bonuses? extras um there's always a good reason for that oh so yeah CJ Huck, you have a explain. reason uh so basically <laughs> the main reason we do bonuses extras is oftentimes before we start recording we always have like notes and we always say okay we want to talk about for example red star chicago fire and chicago sky and that's it well there's a lot of stuff that goes on during the week that we didn't get to cover in our weekly episode or there's stuff that comes up like for example we did one that's not released yet but it was on Matt Cain's perfect game and it was like 10 year anniversary and I wanted to cover that but it wouldn't make sense to include it like in a regular episode per se so it could be in a bonus one or like talking about the Premier League like some big moments like I like putting them in bonuses because well sometimes it gets overcrowded when it's like, all right, bulls, yeah. fire, red stars, bull, uh, yeah. bears. Like it's like two hours, they like get, too much. They 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 get the the spot. They won't get the spotlight that they no. that they need to. It's no, like too much. Jam packets. So uh, yeah, because I, I try to. It's when you know. Have like a ninety minute limit. 
Yeah, that's that's a sweet spot. Um, you probably heard uh, the, for the timing duration. So, and that's just for a regular episode. So yeah, it's normal. Yeah, we usually like to keep it from like occasionally. You know, like we we do do it occasionally for the bonus, um, just you know to add in something you know special on top of just a regular old episode yeah because so. like normal episodes I like to keep at like 90 maximum and bonuses i try to have, maybe have like a 30 minute maximum because yeah. it's a bonus or extra it's not like a official full episode yeah very true oftentimes it can be like 15 minutes depending on yeah what the topic is. that's correct yeah usually the wrestling ones tend to be longer bonuses yeah, it's, but, we run yeah. down the run down the card. Um, oh yeah, and things of that matter. And and also it depends on if it's both of us doing the bonus. Because if it's just me, I can get them done in ten minutes. But yeah. if it's like both, it could be more like thirty. And if it's just me, you know, fifteen. 20, oh yeah. Twenty. <laughs> I just do it longer. Um, so yeah, that takes us to our. Episode rankings. Oh my. Via Anchor. We have compiled, thanks to Anchor, top 10 most listened episodes in history. Yeah, and word of word, um, just to let you know, this does not mean that we consider these our best episodes ever, or like these are our favorite ever, or like DJ Benny Bull and I sat down and like, which is the 10 oh, yes. most favorite? This is just. Yeah, compiled by listener data, so yeah. this doesn't mean that we consider these the best yeah. ever. Yeah, we're 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 uh, full of ourselves. Granted, the, no, these no. ones probably no, are pretty good because they got good listens. But yeah, still, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Show up how full of ourselves. Uh, but yes, uh, so this with this we will begin. This is from August fourth. Keep in mind, um, as I say the dates, these are the day that is published. Right. So from August 4th, 2020, we begin first of a few uh, episodes that are tied for 10th. August 4th, 2020, with 25 Chicago Blackhawks versus Edmonton Oilers. Game two recap. Yeah, that was during. I guess I can do a little bit about each one, like fast. But basically, that one was when the Blackhawks played in the hockey bubble during the COVID crap. And that's when they took on the Oilers in the first round and shockingly beat them to advance to face the Golden Knights. And that was like an epic game, that one. All right. <laughs> Next one is from August 19th, 2020, episode 38. Chicago Blackhawks season is now closed and Manchester City. Yeah, talk. this was just after they got eliminated by the Golden Knights in the bubble playoffs. And then it was about uh, Manchester City's beginning of the season talk there. Very good. And this is from August 21st, 2020, episode 39, NBA Playoffs Talk. 
slash fire fizzle out and sky rise above yeah this was during the covid uh, nba playoffs bubble it started later and, and the wobble the fire had a problem and the sky played well thank goodness from September 27, 2020, episode 43, part one, Bulls find savior and NBA playoffs talk. Uh, I don't, who was was the savior? Was that, uh, it wasn't Tamar, not yet. Was it Patrick uh, Williams or was it White? I actually believe it's um, or is it Vooch? Nikola Vucevic. Was it Vooch? Okay. Yeah. That's that, possible. That's when he started the new that's season. That's probably Vooch, and, yeah. Because... 21 would be like this one year, right? No, I don't think that was Vooch because he was caught in the trade deadline. Trade deadline before that? Yeah, yeah so I don't know before who that the was. season. Yeah. Let's click on it. Oh, does it t- can you click on it? or? It won't go, go to the details. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Oh, well. But yeah, that's where listen in. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one, this tie is from October 20, 20, October 9th, 2020. Episode 44, we say goodbye to Crow and NBA Finals. One, games one through four. Recap. Yep. So this was when Corey Crawford said his goodbyes. He left Chicago Blackhawks. And that was our recap. First ones of Heat versus Lakers bubble playoffs finals. Mm-hmm. Next one is August 25th, 2021. Episode 78, Ross. Kihano, Talks Cubs, and Red Stars recaps. Uh, I believe this was when he talked about John Lester maybe leaving, retiring. Oh, yes. That could have been the John Lester one, or that could have been just Cubs in general. Mm-hmm. Lose in general. I believe it was like when it's the season... Was in general, because I, I don't think John yeah. Lester le- retired until a little later. It was the off-season, right? So yeah, definitely, it was. Yeah, going into the next... Next is from September 24, 2021, episode 81, NBA Players Rankings and Bears Talk. I don't remember that one. Yeah. That one um, could have been off of the uh, Oh, was top, that from those lists? At least from the top 100 list. Following those yeah. lists, yeah. Yeah, it was like post-summer. Next one is, um, will be number nine, most listened from... The Eve Eve, December 23rd, 2021, episode 88, NBA Christmas Week Preview and Bears Talk. Yep, this one's pretty self-explanatory. Talked about the NBA games for the 2021 season Christmas time, and then talked about the Bears. It was about halfway towards the end of the season, just a little bit like how they looked, which Very true. crap. Yes, at least we had the... NBA to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, right. It was the the Bulls' first appearance. Oh yeah. Um, that week, I believe it was they had the day after, but it was um, they're able to get on ESPN for that. Um, and within that time, next is from March twenty fifth, two thousand twenty, episode eleven, MLB talk with Jack O'Hara and Lacrosse star. Via CUC, Leslie Betancourt joins, and this one is starts off uh, number eight. Yeah, that was when I believe our first time Jack O'Hare came on the podcast, and then we had Leslie, well, our good friend. We talked about her superstar career as a lacrosse player, mm-hmm. 
that was one of our favorite ones and the funny one was that that got a ton of listens early on and that's been one of like the highest ones forever <laughs> yeah for a while it was now it's not but props to both for a while it was though her and jack yeah next is december 4th 2020 we discuss rachel Daly's and zarek valentine's interview from zoom on the cooligans podcast the, the funny thing about that one Wait, is we- that that's the one where we listened to the podcast and I talked about it. And I thought I did a good so job on it. But there was one where we actually met them on Zoom and that one got like really low listens. So like <laughs> actually meeting them yeah. was like, that's not that cool. But like talking discussion about them, that's cool. Discussion. I guess, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's whatever you put out. It's yeah. like, oh, whatever you give them within. It's like, oh, right. they don't want to hear too much. Is like, all right, there, there's not much to... If they listen to themselves of, you know, them, you know, hear the players themselves, they'll like it. Yeah. Um, so, and then the next... Uh, Tied for eighth, yeah. Tied for eighth, January 7th, 2021, episode 55, Bears playoffs preview versus Saints, and Manchester City is on fire in recent matches. Yeah, so that was when... The Bears squeaked into the playoffs at 8-8 eight and eight to face the New Orleans Saints in the first round and predictably lost. <laughs> and that was when the Manchester City was in fuego to begin the year. They were on fire. Yeah. They're still going. They're still on fire. Number seven. First, from April 1st, 2020, episode 12. Here we are in the order. Eric Clymer and Lauren Hyatt Wilson interviews. Yeah, that was one of Eric's like second or third yeah. appearances on the show, <laughs> and that was Lauren's first appearance and and last as of as of today. But that was <laughs> like one of the best ones we've had. Yes, indeed. I know. I remember we had that error like in the middle with audio, but yeah, it was like going like really smooth, and um, it was it was a fun one with the legend we call it next for for number seven from september 5th 2020 the 2020 chicago bears official roster i remember this one i did it on my couch in the living room on my ipad by myself <laughs> and it got like tons and tons of listens for some reason but i don't know it did though they they know the hard work i was like okay on that house but hot um Labor Day. But I think it was Ross. Someone was like, you need to do roster reveals. So I was like, sure. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I've been trying to do Bears roster reveals. Yeah. I guess I could. They they work. <laughs> I'll do the next 2022 Bears roster reveals. For sure. Next, from June 24, 2021, episode 73, DJ Benny and CJ invade CT <laughs> Stadium to see yeah. their first... Chicago Red Stars match together. Yep, I'll never forget that one. That's oh, when we saw almost a year ago. Yeah, almost. That's the one we saw with Red you, Stars mate. Spirit. That was the first ever for me Red Stars game. DJ Benny has been like six hundred games, but that was my first <laughs> one, and that was a great experience. Yeah, the the days with uh, my boy Nico. Uh, number seventy. Oh, okay. From August 4th, 2021, episode 76, DJ Pashel joins the show. 
Yep, that was when one of DJ Bull's best friends, DJ Michelle, joined the show for <laughs> a, a, electric interview. What? <laughs> She's cool. Probably best DJ friend. Best DJ friend. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> um, then we have another from <laughs> September. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, well, September 16th. <laughs> 2021 episode 80 Lori Garcia hits walk off and fire go list once again yeah that's the game that DJ Benny Bull and I went to our first ever White Sox game together <laughs> White Sox Red Sox Lori Garcia walk off bomb and the game uh, yeah, and then true. the fire flawless victory we could just copy and paste that to right now but fire go go list once again that could be copy and pasted because <laughs> yeah. they still are not scoring that's correct <laughs> Next is from October 30th, Hallow's Eve Eve, oh, no. 2021, episode 85, Blackhawk Scandal, Rant, yeah. and Red Stars, Playoff Bound. Yeah, I, I remember that one. That's when the horrible scandal from the Blackhawks came out, and I needed to do a passionate, passionate rant about yeah. my anger. Oh, yes. I was I was angry, too. But I like how I was screaming, yelling, anger, and then the other part was like, Red Stars going to playoffs to face Gotham. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. You, you, but like, you did your best. You controlled, you know. Horrible somewhat, and then great. Somewhat. In yeah. one episode. Yeah. All right. And six. We begin with, from June 19th, 2020, episode 27, Arsenal versus Manchester City recap and NBA talk. Yeah, I remember this one. DJ Bull is one of the biggest Arsenal fans in the whole world, and I'm one of the biggest Manchester City fans in the whole oh, world. Yeah. So we need don't to need to say that again. We need to discuss uh, the game. And <laughs> we definitely we should have bet our like bet two dollars, but yeah. I don't think we did. But yeah. that was a good match. If anything, Arsenal won. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Listen back. Sure. Alright, then the next one is from June 3rd, 2021. Quite a few June episodes. Episode 71, Fire Unexciting versus <laughs> Montreal. Yes, they went up course. And Mal Pugh's hot start. Yeah, this was after the Fire replaced my, played Miami on Univia Stone, and this one was against Montreal, and the Fire were like out of gas, lethargic, <laughs> and... This overall looked like they belonged in like kitty leaks. <laughs> but, 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 uh, I mean, over, we can we can copy and paste fire go goalless or fire unexciting to today because that's still happening. Very true. <laughs> and <laughs> once again, and yeah. then last and six. And six is from November twenty second, two thousand twenty one. Episodes eighty six. Red Stars lose in final and Buster Posey tribute. Yeah, this is when the Red Stars tragically fell to the Washington Spirit in the final, and then that's when I good played goodbye to um, Buster Posey on his mm-hmm. unbelievable Hall of Fame career. So amazing. And then um, fifth. November 25th, 2020's the 50th episode, part one, host of the Comrades, post, uh, Comrades, Comrades, that right? Yeah, Rads. Podcast. Cassidy Stevenson joins the talk Cubs and sports movies. This one was fairly recent. Was, was it? No, that felt recent. That was a while ago now. <laughs> no, that, that was a talk about 
how the Cubs had fallen and talked yeah. about some of her favorite sports movies ever, like Field of Dreams and along those lines. Yes. Next is from November 7, 2021. This one's recent. Episode 83. 31 listens. Um, the Chicago Sky win the 2021 WNBA Finals. Yep, this was recent. Sky beat Mercury in finals. Fantastic day. First WNBA championship ever for them. In fourth, from June 26, 2020, episode 29, NWSL Challenge Cup Preview Part 2, and the longest tennis match in rec- in history. Recap. Yeah, this was when the, red, the NWSL became the first league to start again during COVID. I want to preface that because a lot of people are like, it was probably NBA. No. NFL. NFL or, C- or hockey. No, it was the NWSL Chicago first Wolves. league to start. And then the second part of that is one of the greatest tennis matches, longest ever of all time. John Nishner versus Nicholas Mahouts in the first round of the French <laughs> Open. One of the longest ever. Funny name. <laughs> one of the greatest ever. If you have a couple, like 20 hours to spend, I would consider <laughs> you watching it. Uh, and then next in fourth is from July 14th, 2021, episode 75.2. Beloy Snapper's David Martinez interview. Yeah, this is uh, my good friend Dave Martinez, who now is playing on the AAA team AAA. for the Miami Marlins. This was our interview he did with us when he was on Boyd Snapper's single A of the Marlins, and that was a great interview, and definitely, if you ask me, one of my favorites. It was very good. Well-spoken. Because it was awesome to talk about to a real professional baseball player and, like, in his own locker room, like a yeah. legit like player, and it's like he's just starting too. It's yeah, he's just like beginning his really, career. Like, kind of just That'd be awesome to have pros, an inter- right? interview when Someone he gets you know? to the big leagues. That'd be awesome. Someone you know meets the big leagues. Yeah, doesn't get better than that. Um, and then in third, first from November eleventh, Veterans Day two thousand twenty, episode forty nine. Chicago Bears superfan Ross Quijano joins CJ Hawk to talk Bears. Yeah, the, must be smiling since it was this very, is where, very, pleasant, um, very pleasant. One of my favorite ones with Ross. We've had like <laughs> multiple Ross, but this one was very fun. And this one made me laugh because my I was talking about my couldn't stop laughing. Church um, bishop like a, a couple months ago, and he said he listened to the podcast. He's a regular listener, mm. but it was funny because he's Used like. I saw one of your episodes and it said like Bears Insider. I was like, wow, who is that? And then he's like, oh, Ross. And he's, he sorry, laughing. It's like. Of excitement or embarrassment? Both. It's like. <laughs> it's like, oh, you thought it was going to be something. No. It's like, you should be proud. Ross is Insider. <laughs> should be proud. Ross is Insider. Nah, yeah, I'm saying like the. Oh, yeah. The, the, Ross the knows bishop. Like the most about Bears of anyone. Oh, I know. yeah. Oh, definitely. The most that we've heard. <laughs> um. And then we have from November twenty second, two thousand twenty. I believe this was the morning of Survivor Series. Yeah, I think you did this one by your, <laughs> with Jack alone. Yeah, I believe you were able to join us actually because maybe I don't remember this though. Is our bonus episode on Undertaker tribute 
30 Years of the Dead Man with the return of Jack O'Hara plus Survivor Series 2020 predictions. I think this might have been the last one we ever did with Jack. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it was the last. Yeah, it was. Until he soared. He became too in, big. In the, and into a podcast network. Yeah, too famous. <laughs> too yeah. busy. Too, too famous. Too busy. Yep. I don't know how many quotes you put on that, but yeah. <laughs> too famous. <laughs> maybe maybe a quote. <laughs> too famous. We don't know for, sure, for certain how, how that no. all works, but yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, man, especially for someone being um, slightly younger than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's famous. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, yeah, Jack is now like 23? Something like that. So, yeah. Um, I know from my, that was like, Good year for me. That's why I felt like extra confident. Um, Let's move on. As most do. So yeah, very good episode. Self-explanatory. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, it stood. It stood like the top for a, for a Forever. while. Yeah. Not now though. And then so and then rose back up again. Um, all right, second in the rankings from January twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one, episode fifty eight, City Annihilates Baggies. Fulham, Lifeless versus Seagulls, and Blackhawks play with heart. This was maybe not the sexiest of content, but this is one of my favorite episodes I ever did. This was when City crushed West Brom, and then Fulham, in their year that they got relegated to uh, the championship, were just lifeless towards the end of the season, and their chances of staying up were going down the toilet. And then the Blackhawks played... A game full of love and heart and, and perseverance. Very that was one of my favorites. Yeah, Clearly the fans agree because it's way up there. <laughs> yes, that's correct. And then at the top, Unsurprisingly. Numero Uno with 49 from August 10th, 2021. Our, how many quotes do you want to put on this? Biggest guest. Oh yeah, biggest in history. Some will say Sadla, but she is a local. Um, she is actually a local, um, and thanks to your sister yep. for for getting her on for us. And it is one of our first. It was our first few episodes, right? Uh, yeah, because yeah, it says unlisted, it right? says August twenty twenty one, but that's because. We released it a second time during the 2021 yeah. Olympics. Yeah, this was released. Really, it was from, like June 2020. Yes. U.S. Olympic rhythmic gymnast Monica Rockman interview. Yep. And I believe that when people ask, like, who's your biggest guest you've ever had on the Bullhawk Sports Show, I'm going to roll with that one. Monica Rockman, David Martinez. Look at how big that Definitely those That's two biggest. Yeah. That's for sure. And then Martin, probably. Those Martin are the biggest. Because Martin, I want to give a shout out. He's getting more and more um, people become aware of his excellence of wrestling of unicorns, and he's going places. Yeah, that's correct. It's, it's got noticed from um, New Japan and, yep. and All Elite Wrestling as well. Doesn't get bigger than that, especially yeah, he, he's uh, today. Places in independent wrestling. Especially if you're today years old, those uh, uh, 
whether you're a newer or startup like major company like All Elite or you've been around since uh, 19 what's well, New Japan since like 1970s 1972 um, that's that's really big like all that gap right there and the, with the different styles is like wow that's that's really huge for them and so yeah there you are that is your top 10 episodes really there's more than that <laughs> but um you know as we listed there are multiple ones in between you know still haven't you know changed yeah but things constantly um, could change you know each week <laughs> so here we are and all right and then so this is the part where we once again um say thank you to all the listeners supporters um can uh, keep this you know our confidence cannot be you know um at the level as, as it is without without them so without you so thank you to each and every person who has listened and you know continue to listen to the Bonehawk Sports Show and yeah it's real real shout out to you anything else to add to that no just thank you for being part of the Bonehawk Sports Show since our independent arrival in December 2018, we greatly appreciate your comments, constructive criticism. I know as a podcaster, like, I never do anything wrong. Well, I love the constructive criticism. It's greatly appreciated, especially from people who listen on the regular. Yeah. I take more uh, love and belief from that than people who listen to one minute of it for, and I. It's diarrhea. I, I'd rather people listen to it all the time give me <laughs> Yes. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Well we'll yeah, more more shout outs to come throughout this episode and celebrate this extravaganza. Um yeah, a brief rundown on how we got to one hundred, uh well, how we distribute one hundred. Um right. we've done um three interviews and um they're with uh well we call them mutual friends but um f- from cj hawk's side we've had cassidy uh return uh you know we talk baseball and um also more like what she she does and then we had for the first time ever our friend max we talked we focused on wrestling and then we had martin for the second time and we talked uh, more wrestling, um, told you know some more stories, and don't be uh, worried because you'll have some guests coming from my end. Yeah, no, um, don't freak out. Yeah, it wasn't my um, uh, wasn't my thing to cap it off at you know four. It was gonna be more than that, possibly five. You know parts for this because we you know want to bring uh from each side from each of us someone so um we will have um an episode 101 and likely 102 if it's too jam-packed um we'll have 
my friend DJ Dominator, she streams on Twitch. I am a mod, one of a few <laughs> mods for her. She usually does late night. Actually, she's going to be um, on like a few hours. So if she's on, by the time I will actually um, make sure to raid into her. Um, just small uh, background. Uh, she's originally from Chicago, uh, now in San Diego. And she plays house and uh, uh, quite a few open format uh, DJ really um, really good um, if you want to call her a beginner DJ I would say she's probably done it for at least two years now so there's her um, and then another um, friend who turned turned DJ throughout this time in the beginning of 2020 um, my other friend, Tara slash DJ Noisy. Yeah, she's known as DJ Noisy, also on Twitch. Um, she, she's a huge fan of all kinds of sports, just like we are. Um, coming from Toronto, Canada. Really, um, amazing person. Um, getting to become, um, friends, like, virtually. Um, through the Freak Fam community, and yeah, what else can I say? Look forward to have her on eventually, and then um, also my friend Don, Don Glenberg. Um, he is expert in wrestling and also has a amateur wrestling background. Um, really good, really good guy. And then my um, close friend, Juan, um, he is also a jack of many trades um, in sports. So you, he's a big fan of basketball, um, NFL, wrestling. wrestling. Um, he used to live, uh, as in, uh, he used to live, um, you know, really close by in neighboring uh, town uh, and yeah right now he lives in the city we would be our um, one of our few that have joined us uh, in studio so hope to to have him in and then uh, one of my um, another close friend Jack O'Hara but this time <laughs> on the flip side um, I met virtually um, I have yet to do IRL but she has taught me and reinvigorated my love of dance um, through what many would would call footwork, otherwise shuffling. Um, she's taught me uh, through Zoom, and uh, we've become friends through that. Um, my friend Anna, otherwise known as Banana, she is a former synchronized swimmer and um, she is all the way from Colorado. So I look forward to have her on as well, another solid person. And then I also list off um, a few others for like later on future. Uh, I know our friend Neil O'Donnell has been on for a long time, as well as Eric Clymer, <laughs> who is CJ Hawk's um, 
one of Tsuji Hawk's best friends, mm-hmm. you know? um, but he lives yep. all the way in the north, northeast, right? No, California. Oh, in Cali? Oh, yeah. He was part of um, the whole deal with SoCal? Or, I mean, um, yeah, with the catch? Or nope. From Long childhood, right? Childhood. Childhood. Friend. Yes. Childhood friend. So, yeah. So, th- those are some origin stories right there. Uh, very short. So, yeah, I look forward to having them on very soon. So, let's continue with all that we have for you Sky back to our sports talk alright so the Sky they face the Indiana Fever in our return to the Wintrust Arena this was our second matchup that we've been to um and what else to say? We are the champions. <laughs> and so this was the ring and banner ceremony for the Sky's 2021 WNBA championship victory. And so the players that are currently on were able to get their rings and also all of us at once get to see the banner that was to be hung up um, in the, um, you call it the stands? Yeah. All the way at the top. The placing of it, we gotta say, is poor. Um, yeah, our thought, I, I hope they move it eventually, but it kind of you you cannot see it unless you get to the end, one of the ends of where the basket is. So, um, if anything, you know when they do it like how they do at the UC, you know have it on the side, on the long, the lengthy side, um, on those walls will be will be nice. But um, it's solid. We were able to get... Um, actually, when we walked out, let's show everyone that. And those of you who listen will we'll see on our... Um, when we post. So we're able to get this for Twitch. This. This banner is a smaller version. So... It has everyone's name on it from the roster on top of Coach James Wade. So there you go. We got a miniature version as we're coming up. And yeah, so that was a good game. We're, um, we would say, struggling um, throughout throughout the game yeah. um, to make some buckets. but. Yeah, it was really cool to see. Um, well, during the the banner ceremony, um, the fact that the commissioner, um, the commissioner came out. What's her last name? The Engelbert. Yeah, it's like Engelbert. 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 Yeah, Commissioner Engelbert was out to introduce, um, and we're able to see. We're on the side of where the the players come on at so we're able to see like Ezra Stevens and Candace Parker Candace Parker bring out like her daughter um to like celebrate like the moment you know so it's almost like a whole year ago <laughs> that this like occurred but all of that you know energy and like 
from the rally in the city came all the way to this this moment and like later on you know the players that are other teams now like um stephanie delson and um diamond to shields they eventually they they got theirs too on a different different day but it was really cool like majority of the roster stayed and so yeah this Candace Parker. Candace Parker, as mentioned, this could be um, her last season. Um, and she is not alone, also. Diana Taurasi, Super, has said the same thing. Uh, Sil- Sylvia Bowles last year, maybe. Yeah, Sylvia you know, Bowles. I want to mention well. sad news. She hurt, got hurt, and might not play again this year. So, mm. in fact, it, she could be done forever. Yeah. If, it's, if it's that severe... If not, then I would predict, like, you know, all right, I got to finish it on, on my own. I'm going to yeah. do, I have to come back and actually do it. So it's kind of reminded me of, like, I mean, he wasn't injured, but it's just, like, because things were canceled and everything, it's like Vince Carter decided to not play for, like, you know, the bubble or everything. So it reminds me of that. No, this was a good game. Uh, Kenneth Parker, 16 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, triple-double status, getting there. Azure Stevens, great appearance as well, 15 points. And the sky held on from a late fever surge to win 95-90. to Great performances as well by Corey Vandersloot, Kayla Copper, Alec Quigley, and Dana Edmonds as well, double figures. And I want to mention right we close, Credit to Mitchell of the Fever, 25 points. Excellent game. She was very good. And Emily Engstetter, first career double-double, 11 points, 13 rebounds. And the most important moment, defining moment of the game was Azure Stevens had a basket in the lane at the first quarter buzzer to give the Sky 70-65 to lead. And this was a huge momentum turner, if you believe in momentum. The sky were only up by three, sixty-eight to sixty-five. But with that buzzer beater, they took a five-point lead entering the fourth quarter, and that was a big momentum switch. And Corey Vandersloot, what can I say? She's always clutched with free throws, free pointers, dunks. Just gonna dunks, but layups. But she's always clutch, and I can't think of anyone else I'd want making the big game shots besides Candace Parker and this guy. Yes, Ellie quickly. Um, she she does have like you know, uh-huh, good Quigley's moments here. too, especially um, for threes. Uh, Dana Evans solid oh, here yeah. too. Uh, if you mentioned ten points, I did yeah. right here. Um, Why is Clapp like really high because he's like a you know, newer player for us and yeah, I'm a big fan. You know, I feel like she's the type that is really explosive. Was able she's to, to really shoot there. Fun to watch. Yes, that's what we mean. And so, the sky closed out in their championship banner night, 95-90, close game. Um, you know, there's some, you know, could say that they're tired, you know, coming from the game, you know, a few days before, but they, um, they're a solid performance as the shy sky would. So, it was amazing to be there. Um, 
it was a good day in Chicago. All right, now we're going to do rapid, rapid fire ones. So the next match, May 28th, Saturday, Sky took on at home, Winchester Arena. They, the Aces, who a lot of people are predicting to make the final this year, led by Jackie Young, Kelsey Flamengo, Wilson, free-headed monster, Big Free. And they sadly beat the Sky late, 83-76. Wilson, of course, led the way with 22 points. But for the Sky, Courtney Vandersloot with 12. And the Sky lost close. But there's no shame to lose to the Aces, who are one of the best teams in the league. Very true. No reason to cry or pout. <laughs> the next one is from... This actually got ESPN2, by the way. Cool. <laughs> this was Tuesday, May 31st. Uh, at home with Arena, Sky took on the Phoenix Mercury in a revenge game for the Mercury. <laughs> after they oh, yeah. went home in the finals, they're hoping to beat the Sky. But no. Sky won 73-70. Courtney Vandersloot led the way 18. Tina Charles 25. But sadly for Mercury, they lost due to their horrible fourth quarter. Full 11 points. It's not going to win you any game. Half-fast quarter that bad. <laughs> and the Sky played very well took the victory in a important game next one to discuss was also at home Friday June 3rd on Marquee Sports Network <laughs> Sky versus Atlanta Dream which is a road actually not home Atlanta Dream and the Sky won 73-65 Kill Copper best game since coming back from injury 21 points, 8 rebounds, and the Sky held on, 73-65. Great job to beat a dream team that's been good this year, but more people look at them as a pretender because they're not that good. Mm-hmm. The MVP does what she does best. Yep, WWE Finals. She's back fully. She's back fully, yes. Next one, at home with Chesterina. Uh, Sky versus Washington Mystics. This one, Sky won 91-82. I don't believe William Dal Don played this one, but still, it's a win. Yeah. Kayla Copper, 15. Parker, 13 rebounds. Six assists. Good late victory against a Mystics team that is pr- decent. Mm-hmm. 91-82. Victorious uh, at home. At home, yeah. Yeah. Next, a revenge game for the Mystics. <laughs> this one. No wonder. <laughs> in DC. It came back, bro. Mystics versus Sky, and Sky just lost at the buzzer on WCIU. Yep. SCBSN Sports Network. Yeah, Sports Network. Eighty-four, eighty-two loss. Ariel Atkins, nineteen points. Candace Parker, sixteen, nine rebounds. But sadly, the Sky had to come back from a big deficit. Entering the fourth quarter, they dominated the fourth quarter, but they still didn't have enough gas to get the victory. But two point loss is okay. Not sure. anything to cry about. Mm-hmm. Next, right away, like two days later, this guy took on the Connecticut Sun on the road. And Emma Wiesman, best gamer of her career, 26 points, five Man. rebounds. This guy, good. And they beat the Sun 
a lot of people are talking about as a WNBA final candidate. Beat him. Mm-hmm. Brianna Jones. Joe Kel Jones. Not enough. Great job by this guy to get that W on the road. And next, Sunday, June 12th, the Sky on the road in a revenge game for the Liberty. Took them on in New York. Beat them by two. Corner Vandersuit 20. Emmy Sin rebounds. Corner Vandersuit 10 assists. Double double. But this one made ESPN, but not because of the Sky won, not because Corner Vandersuit had double double. It made ESPN. Made every single sports network that never talks about women's sports. Correct. And made it because Sabrina Inescu had they love Sabrina. Her, second, her second triple double of her career with 27 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists, unbelievable performance that I knew immediately about. A, I'm a big fan of her, but B, uh, I'm in a WNBA fantasy league, and my opponent for that last week had Sabrina on his team and she scored 55 points like yeah to get to get that point so and that was Sunday so he believed I think that he beat me he's like I beat him because Sabrina got me the W but nope I came back (laughs) I want to congratulate Lisa Gray and Ariel Powers on their dynamic performances to get me the late last late minute nighttime W so I beat my opponent even though Sabrina had triple oh. <laughs> So I was happy. And yes. I believe that's the last Sky game. Yeah, that is the last one until they actually have a while off. The next one is at home Friday, June 17th against Atlanta Dream. That's the next game. So that's it for the Sky. Yes. Whew. What? Welcome in Jadzia Dex. It's my app. How's it going? It's a DJ friend. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah. Did you pause? Yeah. You still on? Let's pause. All right. We're going to take a uh, break. We're going to come back with talk about the Chicago Red Stars and White Sox and possibly a legend spotlight number end. All right, we're back. Now we're going to talk about four Chicago Red Stars matches. Three we watched on TV, one we went to a version. And similar to the sky, the ones we did not go to, we're going to rapid fire them to get them talking time but go fast first spirit versus red stars on the road leesburg virginia on june 1st beginning of the month this was a good game for both sides close by both sides with 18 shots for team by red stars shots and goal close passing very close close action in the end it was a draw one to one and this was one of those sad, disappointing games because Ellis Stevens had a great goal in the 10th minute. Sarah Griffith had a really good pass to set it up. And the Red Stars led the whole entire game all the way till the 86th minute. And for me, those are the most devastating. Like, if a team lost, like, 2 to nothing, oh well. But, like, when a team has a lead for, like, the whole game and at the end it's thrown away, that's the most disappointing. So they sadly right. drew 1-1. 
in a close game to the defending champions, but that's why they won the championship. They're one of the best teams in NWSL, and their cast of great players helped them come back at the last minute. Yes. And the next game that we will talk about here was a Red Stars match versus the OL Reign. This was on... Here at home. Home, yeah. On Twitch. Twitch, Bridgeview, Virginia. Or not Virginia, Illinois. <laughs> I'm in touch Virginia. It's stuck in my head. Yes. Illinois. Yeah. And June 4th, 2022. This was one that the Red Stars needed to get. They needed to come back at home, make a good impression, get the close win, and they did. Mal Pugh, as always, the goal scorer. Not always, but often. 47-minute goal. Samantha Fisher with the pretty assist to give them a one nothing W. And the Samantha Fisher substitution was excellent job by Coach Chris... Um, whatever his name is. Patricia. Yeah, Patricia or something. He had a good, mm-hmm. good um, substitutions and they worked. Dallas Stevens substitution worked and they all did a good job. Held on. Beat Ola Rain, beat Megan Pino, and got the W. So good job by the Red Stars. And, and the next one is the one we went to. The one we were present at. We were live on Twitch as we are right now. Um, of course, at home. And this is a nail biting, um, gonna be an even matchup. Um, and so in this game, we're able to, um, we didn't see her play yet. Um, it was nice to not, you know, have the spotlight, you know, always they like to, you know, focus on her, even though whether they have a good or a bad night. Uh, Trinity Robin didn't, but we have to say that one point later in the game, somebody was taunting or talking with the ref got a yellow card <laughs> yeah she did come in off the bench though. that was come off that bench eventually yeah but for a short short period and so yeah for this one we went to it was four of us um us two um cj hawks sister aaron and her friend ally and so exciting we got some um, got a new fan um, attending a game, so let's get into the lineups. So uh, I can first, do this spirit if you want. Yeah. yeah, visiting. All right. First for the visiting Washington spirit, Engel Aubrey Kingsbury, formerly known as Aubrey Bledsoe. One of the best goalies in the league, in my opinion. Come at me if you don't agree. <laughs> Next, defenders. Anna Helfrey. Sam. Stop. Emily. Always good sonnet. <laughs> Katrina, uh, Karina <laughs> Rodriguez. Julia Rodder. Midfielders. Taylor. Almir. Morgan. Gaw. Bailey Beist, <laughs> Madison Ewell, 
<laughs> finally, attacker, best, almost one of the best in all that's what we sell, number 33, from BYU, Ashley Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't mention the alma maters until you got no to clear. her. No <laughs> clear. Uh, all right. And then no, notable subs. Tanya Alexander, Nicole, Barrett. Barnhart. <laughs> oh, yeah, Barnhart. She's, she's, she's now. Yeah. Cameron. Bogelski. Bogelski. Amber Brooks. Audrey Harding. Devin Kia. Trinity Rodman. Ashley Sanchez. And finally, Marissa Shiva. I was kind of confused. Why did Ashley Sanchez and Trinity Rodman not start? Because they're both like superstars. So I'm kind of confused why they didn't start. Yeah. It's like kind of like the Were they out of gas? Change it up. Like, why? Change up the lineups and also like... It's out of gas. Yeah. But luckily they came in because I would have been <laughs> angry. I paid money and I didn't get to see Ashley and Sanchez or Trudy Rodman. I've been like, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> Sanchez not in that hatch, right? Hatch started. Yeah, hatch started. But yeah. I like Ashley Sanchez. I would have been angry if she didn't play. She did. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> All right. And then here's the starting 11 for your Chicago Red Stars. At goal, number one, Alyssa Nair. Defenders, number 23, Tatum Malazzo. Number 28, Kayla Sharples. Number 20, Zoe Morse. On to midfielders. Number 24, Danielle Danny Colaprico. Number 10, Vanessa DiBernardo. And then our forwards and attacker. Number 11, Sarah Lubert. Welcome her back. Number 5, Rachel Hill. Number 8, Ella Stevens, number nine, Mallory Pugh, and welcome her back. Number seven, Yuki Nagasato. And that is your, those are your starters. It's good to see um, some back at the Geek again. I affectionately call it Toyota Park still, so it's nice to to be back they haven't changed the that logo right as they have like no. a red logo now that's funny <laughs> so, still the blue stadium no there there are some close chances like for example Mally Pugh had explosive charge into attacking Ferd but sadly it was blocked by um, Kingsbury and then Sir Lubert had a good kick but sadly Kingsbury was on it but the best chance Correct. according to the article is that and what I could probably agree with being there was Mallory Pugh had a free kick she whipped it into the box but split the near post and sadly mistimed with Rachel Hill and ended up bouncing away and that was really the last chance, last gasp before half that the Red Stars had and 
And then they didn't win, but I'll always take a draw if they come sometimes. Yes. I'll get annoyed if it's like a fire who get draw every game. I honestly like draws once in a while. I'll win, mm-hmm. but I'll take draws once in a while. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. Good matchup and uh, credit to listen Nair. Yeah. Nair Nation bringing it. Uh, staying excellent out there. And yeah, but. Yeah, and I think definitely. This is probably a precursor to a playoff matchup. I could definitely see Red Star Spear in the playoffs again. And That's correct. this is definitely one that I'd not be shocked if ESPN or Twitch or they'll try to convert it into a new rivalry like Spirit Red Stars, the next rivalry. Yeah. I could is see that removable? for sure. Is this removable? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want the show. Yeah, it could be a nice rivalry. I could um, see that for sure. And just a quick note, uh, ESPNW spotlighted, or is it their main? Is W? Yeah, they spotlighted. It was, oh, yeah. If you guys don't know, yeah. Re- represent. <laughs> um, they spotlight Trinity, and, you know, it was a really good, cool piece. Go check it out. And... That concludes the game. Now DJ Bay Bowl is going to talk about some of our great moments meeting the players and getting autographs after the games. And yeah. we had to wipe our tears away because it was so emotional. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Our, our heart, our heart was crying. Happen, our heart was smi- Our heart definitely was smiling. And so uh, this was courtesy of CJ Hawks Wall. But this was yeah, started. Well. It started, um, you know, at the game. We were able to bring home a. It was very covered. The match day card, as you can see, all the lineups. Yeah, all the lineups on Twitch, as it was on Twitch. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Boom. <laughs> yes, uh, you see that correct. Uh, next game will be on. You <laughs> and so we're able to get Ella Stevens players like um, some newer players too that we have never yeah. met and or really seen. Um, on top of that, I know I think I can read most of these. Yeah, we got up to here. We'll save that one. We got uh, Ella Stevens, yeah, Samantha <laughs> Fisher, Sam Fisher, yeah. So Morris, Jill Aguera, uh-huh. Sarah Lubert. It's cool to meet her finally. Tatum Malazzo. Well, I have. Well, maybe Emily Boyd, and then finally, last one, Daisy Bain Wallace to reveal. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah. So just to show you, the lineup right here. It's it's real. And yeah, fake. Yeah, we gotta say like. Tatum was like the realest one because oh, yeah, easily. she, well, along with Yuki and Emily, like her, especially in recent memory, like loves to, like, it's a type to, like, really, like, go up to the fans, but also, like, talk to them, be, like, social and everything. So, shout out to her. And yeah, this wasn't our first time meeting her. We, we know her. And much less um, her family sitting 
biased at one time. Um, and then the reveal. We finally were able to get our full interaction with number one, Alyssa Nair. And first, we got we got her signature. There you go. Best GK in the world. Yep, we got a listener signature and a photo with her as well. And the signature was a 10 out of 10, but also going to talk to her for a second. And the photo, because normally she we've, we've seen she never does photos, so yeah. that was surprising. Yeah. Quote the takeaways, she said she doesn't touch phones. Nope. So we have to take it, you know, sort of. And um, she was still masked. Um, don't oh, bl- yeah. don't blame her, but yeah, um, so you couldn't tell like her emotion. No, <laughs> but, um, she was angry. We we're able to no, get to get it there, and um, it was very cool her to come out because um, yeah. it's usually you know don't take that for granted because no way she doesn't get to you know come out come out out and and meet everyone so. That was a very cool moment, and it's not like this is like the first time like she's done. It's like the times that like I know we I believe you were able to get her autograph yeah, for, for one other time. time, but besides that, it was like we didn't. This like the most like interaction we actually like did to greet her and you know back and forth, and um, the other times like and besides that last time you were able to get like she the times I went. And went with my friend Nico. Like we're able to have her come up to us, but like because it was so crowded, because it's like you know going too, you know she you know goes too quick, um, doesn't get to us. So um, finally, the moment came, and we're able to. Uh, I believe our photographer uh, credit to Ali for for getting that for getting that snapshot. Yeah, great game, great after party, meeting the players, getting autographs, and good day overall. Mm-hmm. And that will definitely not be our last game we're going to this season for Red Stars. We're going to go to some more for sure. That's for sure. And finally, to end it, the last game that we're going to discuss for the Red Stars was from the weekend against the Orlando Pride at home at Seagate Stadium. This was a rematch of a few weeks ago where the Red Stars destroyed their pride 4-2. This one was far closer, 1-0, Red Stars W. Mallory Pugh, 10-minute goal. Bianca St. George's, the Canadian superstar, had a brilliant pass, set up Pugh. And this was a good goal, too. We missed it. We only saw the second half of the game, but it was a good goal. It was a left-footed shot past... um, goalkeeper for the pride went in top of the net great goal by Mal Pugh to give them the 1-0 lead 1-0 W and this is less exciting this is sad but I want to give my thoughts prayers love and uh, wish her the best Uh, Kayla Sharples got hurt in this match she fouled a Fenar player fell and it looked very bad. She couldn't walk. She had to be carried out from the other players. So, wish her the best and hope she can come back soon. 
Correct. Yeah. Because she's an integral part of the team, and that was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, horrible to witness. I watched the highlight of it. Horrible. Yeah, she's been able to come in and get more minutes, and, you know, the time she's going to shine is the time she goes down with this. It is saddening. Um, but the players on the pride that get to, got to play, um, it's almost like a completely new roster. Oh, I don't recognize half these <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, silly, yeah. Um, They're all new. Some uh, players that you might know, Tony Presley, Aaron McLeod. Yeah. Um, just the name. It's yeah, really that's it. really all. That's probably right it, now. to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Huge roster shuffle. Well, especially Oh, Darren Jenkins, but yeah. that's really it, though. Yeah. Sydney Laurel somewhere in there. But yeah, um so I mean their core like is gone. roster is gone because, you know, going to the wave, going to you know Angel LA, City Angel or... City, yes that's the name. Uh Angel City <laughs> some reason I forgot I said LA. <laughs> um yeah, like Alex Morgan to the wave and then to LA or any other team. Um they they went together, um Ashlyn Harris, their goalkeeper yeah. and um, their star defender, um, Ellie Krieger, as well. Yeah, but so in the end, the Red Stars swept the Pride this year, winning both games 4 2, 1 0. So great job, Red Stars, sweeping bottom feeder like the Pride. That's what you gotta do. You gotta beat the last place teams to make it to the playoffs. The next game for the Red Stars, June 18th, 2022, on the road, Children's Mercy Park versus Kansas City Current. This one is going to be a good one. Red Stars need to take care of business against the current, who are average squad. WF Samantha Mewis, don't get me wrong, she's like unbelievable. But the Red Stars need to yes. take care of business and win this one. Yeah. They do. They Even though it's a road game, still they need to win it. Correct. And that concludes our Red Stars talk here. Thanks for listening to our Red Stars talk. Next, we're going to talk about the White Sox. <laughs> okay, we've made it to the end here. Episode 100, part like four extravaganza. It's over. And, well, almost over. Now we're going to talk about an excellent and really fun explosive blast that DJ Brandon Blood and I had on Friday, June 10th. Yeah, yeah we did our best. <laughs> at Guaranteed Rate Field. Two. Seeing the White Sox take on the Texas Rangers. And before we do the lineups, which we always do, don't worry, don't cry, we will. Um, I want to mention the people who went with us. We had a great time with friends of mine and future friends of DJ Brandon Blood. He's meeting them. Uh, in the group photo we took, we have friends, my friend Ian, Dylan, a new friend I met that day named Tyler, my friend Bindi, my good friend Lauren, my friend Chris, whose real name is Tyler, fun fact, but he left my Chris in this game. <laughs> the other one. My friend Logan, mm-hmm. a mystery man of long black hair, and finally DJ <laughs> Vegetable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then eventually, um, 
Oh, yes. Our boy the, Bryant. Yes, the, who was in a different section. The visible man, Bryant, yeah. showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. Um. Well, him and then like the the Chris Tyler. Uh. Too bad that wasn't um, Lauren's roommate. The and our new friend Aaron Craner. Yep. Yes. If you're wondering what I mean by invisible man, it's because <laughs> our good friend Brian, he has. Oh yeah, that's what you meant. Now I get it. Invisible man, <laughs> Brian has been supposedly going to come to events at the starting time, but he hasn't shown up until it's over. That's why he goes by yeah. the name the Invisible Man. <laughs> you came up with this a while ago. Did yeah, you? I did. Man. That's why. Yeah. He he lives like in a like Chicago Heights neighborhood, so which is like. Yep. S- Far south like, yeah, suburbs, far, far yeah. south suburbs. That's okay. So that's understandable. He doesn't mind. Yeah. Nope, that's why. Mm-hmm. So now for the game itself. This was a good game between two teams that are struggling. The White Sox have big pressure, big expectations on people. Like the White Sox are going to the World Series, my man. Right now, I don't know <laughs> if that's going to be the case, but I mean, uh, hope all hope's not lost. They will, but. The White Sox they needed to start the series off with a bane. They needed to get the series opening win because that is one of the most important momentum shifts. So now for the lineups itself. Uh, we have from June 10th. Here we go. Rangers, White Sox. The Lions first for the visiting <laughs> Texas Rangers. We have dun dun dun. I apologize. Quick second. The loading is taking forever. Okay, so the Lions for the Rangers we have leading off former Toronto Blue Jay, former Oakland A All Star, second baseman. Marcus Simeon, shortstop, former Dodger, multiple All-Star appearances. Corey Seager, the under brother of Kyle Seager, the man who loves to bite people's ears. Mm. Third base, uh, third backward, center fielder, 2021 All-Star, Adolis Garcia. Fan cleanup, former Los Angeles Angel. This is my third or fourth time seeing him play. I think it's my fourth. Batting fifth, Huff, catcher. Batting sixth, Nathaniel Lowe at first. Batting seventh, he's been everywhere, left fielder Brad Miller. Batting eighth, third baseman Ezekiel Duran. Hmm. And finally, batting ninth, in right field, Walker. That is the lineup for the Rangers. And on the mound, this was one of those opener games because the person who was supposed to start the game was scratched for some unknown reason. So they went with 2004, number one overall pick. The man has struggled with lots of different things, uh, physically and mentally. Matt Bush, mm-hmm. with the 36-year-old, made the appearance off the mound first inning. He only went one inning for some reason. He looked fine as one inning, though. Now for your Chicago White Sox starting lineup, you have batting leadoff, all-star from the Dodgers most recently, A.J. Pollock, batting second, Andrew Vaughn, 
Bird, Adam Engel, who came in as a pitch runner, but batting third for real was Luis Robert. Batting fourth, 2020 MVP, Jose Abreu. Batting fifth, Tyson Hitter, JJ Berger. Batting sixth, recently back from injury, third baseman, Yohan Makata. Batting eighth, catcher, Yasmani Grandal. And finally, also batting, batting eighth, Josh Harrison. And finally batting ninth, Jay Mendick, the shortstop. So that was starting lineup for the White Sox on the mound. In opener roll, two, Ronaldo Lopez. Only went two innings. And both teams, for some reason, went of opener styles. I don't really know why. Both starters supposed to play were scratched. It was Davis Martin for the White Sox who scratched. He came in later, though. And I don't know who it was for the Rangers, but it was not Bush. But overall, the White Sox and Rangers were battled in a close game. The White Sox got on the board first. And they kept that lead until the fifth. And then they scored. the Rangers took the lead, actually. But the White Sox came back. And it was tied at two. And then went back and forth again. And after seven innings, it was three to three tie between both sides. And I want to give credit to Davis Martin, the pitcher for the White Sox, came in, had six strikeouts. Just he didn't allow any hits at all, only three. He had five innings. The only issue was he allowed two home runs. He couldn't. He struggled with the home run ball. But luckily, they were both solo shots, so not devastating. The two home runs he allowed were. If Andrew Lowe hit one in the fifth, his seventh, and Adolfo Garcia hit his eleventh in the sixth inning, was tied it up. But luckily, those two were not devastating. And in the end, after seven, it was three to three, and bottom of the eighth, after the Rangers had scored to take tie it, Dwight had scored five runs in the eighth. Led by a home run by Danny Mendick with one on, bomb. You guys want to grab Dahl, drove some pair in. Great job by the White Sox to blow it open in the eighth and win it 8-3. to three. In the game, they definitely were the better side. They looked more confident and they got the W to take this opener. To move to 27-29 record. The Rangers fell to 26-31. Both teams third in the respective AL Central and AL West. And losers for the match game, definitely Kendall Graveman had a blown save. Poor performance in eighth. But luckily Kyle Hendricks came, or not Kyle, um, Liam Hendricks came in to shut down performance in the ninth with a strikeout, continue his streak and shut the door. For the win, and I want to give also some well wishes to Liam Hendricks. He got hurt on Sunday, so he's going to be out for 15 days. So come back soon. They need Liam Hendricks to close because he is one of the best in baseball for a reason. And last, last final mention before we get to the fireworks, I want to say I'm sorry to Josh King. Rangers pitcher came in at the end of the game. It was one of those nights where he didn't have it clearly out of the pen and he allowed five runs and five earned. His area ballooned. And I'll give uh, 
Shout out to him because I feel like the manager definitely should have taken out Josh Kane far earlier, but he left him in to uh, toil on his own mess. And by the time he allowed the five runs, it was over. And the White Sox held on and won 8-3. And after that, really fun. It was post-game fireworks tonight. We got to see awesome fireworks after the game. And it was even better because they won. Fireworks after That's a win correct. is the best. Not sense. after a loss. It makes the most sense. Lots of sense as they're making dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. I haven't seen one in a while, especially with having music in the background. Right. I like I remember that. It's been, like been so long, uh, and so yeah, they had you know the usual. They began with you know that Kid Leroy and you know. Bieber's song, which I guess a lot of people like to open with. Uh, that, you know, and then, you know, some reggaeton, you know, I felt like they got the vibe of, you know, Jose Abreu, and, you know, reggaeton, um, like songs that, you know, some of the players would come up to come, um, come out, uh, make their entrance to. And, first um, class. Yeah, first class, that uh, Jack Harlow song. Stole from Fergie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sampled, um, you know, from Fergie. Uh, that was really cool to see up there, you know, me coming up with, you know, the dance moves for that. Really kind of limited because, you know, you only do your upper <laughs> your upper body. Um, but, yeah, I like to be um, lyrical with my moves. So you never know what you'll see. Um, yeah, fireworks were amazing. I thought, like, you know, when they blew out, like, what looked like, but I thought it wasn't, like, big enough was, like, the grand finale. <laughs> when it blew out, I was like, oh, I, I, you know, clearly people weren't, like, getting up and walking around. It's like, oh, there, there should be one more, <laughs> one more thing going, one more blast. But yeah, nonetheless, it was a blast, um, to, to get. Uh, well, it felt, you know, like usual, um, but we, we were sitting the highest we've ever sat. We're at the 500 level, and I must say, the first hour, it did feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and so we're usually sitting, so it was good during the fireworks that we were able to come back down little, close to the little. field. <laughs> um, as that was a comfortable spot. Still 500 see. level, but a few levels that like seats down. Or... Yeah, seats down. Yeah. No. Well, I, better than we're used to. There's definitely a reason but why see it high up there. I don't choose the 500 level to go to games. And personally, I've been, I've been able to find DJ Band Bulls, but find this too. We've been able to find better seats for not a ton more in ticket price wise, like lower level. So, like, I've been able to find, like, first-level seats for, like, only, like, close to $30, which is, like, first-level in White Sox games good. But I know this was, like, a $15 ticket, so it is a cheap ticket. But Correct, yeah. It wasn't bad. $15 for baseball games. Yeah, yeah, yeah we weren't behind this um, getting it. <laughs> I, the thing I like about it was that a lot of the games that we've been able to sneak to the first level in prices... Where once you had to crane your neck because it was like right near the pole or correct, like correct. right at the side, so you, like you have to crane your neck to look at home plate correct. or the infield. 
But this one right behind home plate, just bird's the fifth eye. level. So that was a positive. Bird's eye. Yeah, bird's eye view. You see the whole. That's one positive field. That's a positive. Despite being up in heights. Yeah. In the heights, if you will. <laughs> it was a win, and I'm not averse to going to a 500 level game again because, especially if it's like yeah. a team, I really want to see. Just not every time. <laughs> like if it's Yankees club, and I'm like, well, they're expensive, but we can see them in yeah. 500 level. Where are they? They, put, they, they always be. will be. They will be. They'll be expensive. <laughs> Red Sox wasn't somewhere. Well, yeah, I mean, that's because they weren't as good. I mean, they're not as good. No. Uh, thank you for listening to our White Sox recap of the game we went to on June 10th against the Texas Rangers. This is our second game of the year, third overall. We're definitely going to go do at least a few more this season. Probably at least two more, maybe one. But probably two. I think go to at least two I mean, more White Sox games. This season. Maybe sometime end or next month. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to look at the upcoming schedule and see if there's a team I've not seen before or like it could be fun. Go to that. That's so. very true. Yeah, this Thank one you. was um this one's this one's a good one. Um Victorious. Goodbye. <laughs>